Good morning, Christchurch, and it is so good to be joining you again today. And uh, today we're continuing our sermon series that we've called Home. And uh, as you know by now, it's a fairly random exploration about what home is and what we think God might be saying to us. Uh, and uh, today I just want to continue on that and expand it a little bit further. If someone said to you, where are you from? Where's home? I hope you'd say Southport or Ainsdale or Birkdale or Churchtown uh, or Banks or wherever it is you're from. I hope you want to kind of own where you're from. Some Christians have a kind of strange attitude to the physical geographical area that they live in. Uh, for some of the an extreme end, they just think, well, you know, at the end of all time, it's all going to be burnt up. Why should I bother being involved in my area? But that's not what scripture says to us, is it? Others uh, look at what um, Paul says in Philippians, where he says that we are citizens of heaven. And of course, he's right, isn't he? We, we belong not here on earth, but to, to the, the new heaven and the new earth that will come at the end of time. Or what Peter says in his letters where he talks about us being strangers and exiles in this land. Of course, we're kind of exiles, aren't we? We're not where we should be. We're not with God in heaven. And sometimes that creates a tension for some Christians. They think that, you know, well, my focus should be on heaven and not here on earth. And there's an element of truth in that. But we need to remember that when Jesus came to earth, I love what it says in the message version of John, he came and moved into the neighborhood. Even Jesus came and made this world his home. He made a geographical space in a small country in the Middle East, his home. Home was important to him. And I'm not here talking about the four walls of a building. I'm talking about the place where he came from. Of course, he even wept over the spiritual home of the Jewish people, Jerusalem. As he looked over the city, he wept for it. Because home is important. Where we are from is important. Where we belong is important. And I want to talk about that today. I want to expand our idea of home to being this area. At South, this whole Southport area. This is home for us. At least it should be. I hope that you look at this area and see it as home. Unfortunately, a lot of people move into Southport for a temporary period. They see it as a passing on place. They see it as, I'll move there for a short time, maybe for work, and then try and get a better job and move on. Or they see it as perhaps the first rung on the, the housing ladder before they move on. But we don't build the kingdom of God that way, do we? We build the kingdom of God by being a people who are rooted in an area, who make a geographical area home and want to do our best for it. We want to live out life there. For the Jewish people, uh, way, way back, uh, you'll find us in Jeremiah. I'm going to read a passage from there in a moment. For them, Jerusalem was home. All of Judea was home. But they'd been conquered by the Babylonians and loads of them had been taken off into exile to Babylon, to the city of Babylon. 
and there they were required to live by the king of Babylon. And a lot of prophets were going around that time saying, don't worry guys, you're going to go back to Jerusalem soon, a couple more years and that's all. Don't make this your home. And then Jeremiah comes with a word from the Lord, a very strong word. And let me read it to you. This is from Jeremiah chapter 29. That's from verses four to seven. And I'm going to read from the, the New Living Translation. This is what the Lord of the heavens armies says. To all the captives, he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Build homes, plan to stay, plant gardens, eat the food they produce, marry and have children, then find spouses for them so that you may have many grandchildren multiply do not dwindle and work for the peace and prosperity of the city where i sent you in exile pray to the lord for it for its welfare will determine your welfare a very different message to all the prophets of his day and the next two verses god says through jeremiah ignore them they are not speaking my word you are to stay in babylon for a long time and so he calls them to do a number of things here what does he call them to do first of all to make Babylon their home he says build your houses there plant gardens build for the future get married there live life normally there do the normal things that you would do find spouses for your children grow your crops he calls them to live life in that place, to make it home. Even though for every single Jew though, they would be longing to get back to Jerusalem. Even though their heart's desire was to go back there, God says, stay, make it your home. And they did that without compromising their faith. And probably through them, others started to know about this God that they believed in. See, Paul talks about it in a different way. He says, uh, to the Jews, I became a Jew. To the Gentiles, I became a Gentile. And here for these Jews, they all became Babylonians, but didn't compromise their faith. See, we are called to adapt to our surroundings wherever we are in order to be able to proclaim the gospel more effectively. And that means living in that place, adopting it as home. You know, wherever Paul went, he made it his home. It was his home for him quite often for sometimes just a year or so until the Lord called him on to the next place. But it became home. He lived as a Jew with the Jews or as a Gentile with the Gentiles. And here we are called to live life as sand grounders. You know, you may have simply moved in like me just a few years ago. Maybe you were born here. But we are all called to be people who own Southport as home. Who make it ours because this is where God has called us to be. In the same way that God called those Jews to be in Babylon, we are called to be here. We are called to live out our life here. And to live out our life in such a way that we make this home. Not that we're comfortable here, because our heart is always going towards heaven. 
but that we start to work out what does it mean to proclaim the gospel in this place. This is what uh, theologians call contextualization. It means that we take all the truths of the gospel and we look at all the issues around us in the place and we apply the scriptures to those issues. That means we look at Southport and we think, what's good about Southport? What do I want to celebrate? What is true to God's word? And celebrate that and encourage that and build on that. It also means we look at what needs to be done in Southport and we look at God's word for the answers and we seek to apply those answers to Southport. We are meant to live here, to live out our life and to make the gospel relevant to those around us. And you can only do that really if you make it home. If you're simply passing through, that will show in your words and your actions and your attitudes. I've seen it quite just in the time I've been here. People who kind of are passing through, you can tell almost immediately when they start to talk about the town. It's like they've always got an eye on somewhere else, the next place. I want to encourage you, if you are in that kind of place right now that you're thinking about what's next for you, is God calling you to stay, to make this place home? at least for a little longer, and for you to embed yourself in this place. See, the second thing that Jeremiah calls the Jews to do is to work for the peace and prosperity of the city. To work for the peace and prosperity, in this case, of their oppressors. And that it's got two words here, peace and prosperity, but simply one in Hebrew, it's shalom. And shalom is this all-encompassing word that means both peace and prosperity and health and wealth and it means goodness and it means places of kindness and it means all sorts of things that we would want to see here in Southport. It's effectively what it's like when the kingdom of God is evident in a place. And we have talked, haven't we, about in our ideas about houses of prayer that our home should be a thin place between heaven and earth. You see, if we start to get lots of thin places across Southport, if we have lots of homes that are thin places between here and heaven, then suddenly Southport becomes a thin place between heaven and earth. And that's what we should see, isn't it? And that was what we should be working for, as this passage says. Work for it. Let it be your goal that we start to see shalom here in Southport. All of God's kingdom being made evident here. That means being involved in local politics. That means being involved in the, the local economic structures of this place. It means being involved in a social life of this place. It means that we don't hide away in our, our little Christian corners, but we, we invade the space with the kingdom of God. Because we carry within us all that we need to see the kingdom happen here in Southport. We carry it within us because it is the work of the Spirit in us that does it. And then the third thing that Jeremiah says is to pray. You know, one of the great things about Southport is there are lots of praying people. And I've been in lots of prayer meetings where sadly no one has prayed for Southport. 
even though this is a very specific area, we know where, we know our assignments here, don't we? We know what God has called us to here. We know it's this area from Ainsdale all the way up to Banks. That's a very defined area. This is what God has called us to do. This is our heavenly assignment. And he calls us to pray for it. And one of the things I hope that when you, if you take up this idea of making your home a house of prayer, I want to encourage you with all of my being that you pray for Southport, that you plead for Southport, you intercede for Southport, you look at what's happening in Southport and you pray over it constantly. And I've been encouraged to get uh, people just responding to this idea of making houses of prayer where they're saying, I've been praying for Southport, I want to continue to pray. Because we will see nothing happen. We will not see the shalom of God in Southport unless we pray. Are you praying for Southport? Are you praying for the good of this city, this town, I should say? Are you praying for shalom? I want to encourage you to step into this place. You may have been here a long time and never really got involved in Southport. And again, I've been struck by a number of people who I've met in my three years here that have never really found out much about the town, or about what's going on here, or never joined any of the groups here. They've not been involved in the politics here. It's easy to do that in a place like this. You just come, you live your life. But we are called to move into the neighborhood, just like Jesus did. We're called to make a difference in this place, to be salt, to be light here in Sample. See, when you make this your home, you'll begin to make a difference. One of the things I started with, uh, the things that people say, you know, where are you from? Where is home? One of the other cliches around home is home is where the heart is. Let me finish with a question. Do you love Southport? It's something that maybe we all need to learn to do more. See, love isn't simply a feeling. Love is always action. Love is something that we do. How are you loving Southport? Let me pray. Lord, I want to thank you for this amazing town that we live in. Lord, I thank you that we have the privilege of living here. I thank you, Lord, that you've called us here. It is no accident that we are in this place. And so I ask you, Lord, to help us to know how we may best make this place our home, how we may work for the peace and prosperity of Southport. And help us, Lord, to know how best to pray. Amen.